Welcome back to the second hour of Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. And we're back. It's hour number two of Leading Edge Medicine. My name is Lynette, along with Dr. Umat, Dr. Mixon, and our very special guest doctor in the studio uh, from our Tacoma Longevity Clinic, Dr. Jimenez. You know, every Tuesday we do medical rounds with all of the doctors, and um, it's sometimes everybody's complaining about this, that, or the other. And one of the things that comes up is, you know, people talk about, oh, my God, my patients aren't losing weight. What do I do? And Dr. Jimenez always says, I don't know what you're talking about. My patients are losing weight. And, you know, she has this beautiful smile on her face, and she tells about these wonderful stories that her patients are are experiencing. So I thought maybe we'll have her tell all of the listening audience a little bit about how she's been successful and what she's done at the the, uh, Tacoma Clinic for Longevity Patients. I love that. Yes, Dr. Jimenez. Hello. So I think that um, the biggest piece about losing weight is our relationship with food and also really just meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, when when people are eating McDonald's and TV dinners, you, you can't just put them on some crazy diet and say, okay, here you go, goodbye, right. see you in three months. So there's a little bit of hand-holding there, but when you really get to talk to people and say, okay, you don't eat vegetables. Just let's start with one or two that you actually enjoy, right? Let's, let's just focus on that, right? You focus on what they can do. Focus on what actually does work for them. Right. Definitely doing things like you were talking about, the uh, continuous glucose monitoring, so that they can get positive feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times people go on these crazy diets and... They're not re- being reminded of why they're doing it or, you know, and they're not getting the results they want. It, it just really um, sabotages what they're trying to do. Right. And a lot of times, you know, it's like loss, loss, loss. I need to lose. And therefore, they stress themselves out with that loss. And I talk about, you know, t- think about what you want to gain oh, rather than what you want to lose instead of wanting to lose the weight. Think about the life you want to lead and think about what you want to gain. So those are some of the things. And like you said, it just takes time. It really does. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of other things that you do, Laura. Yeah, you're busy. (laughs) Yeah, she really is. (laughs) Um, So a lot of times, so I I like to do intermittent fasting. Um, I have a gentleman who was 60 years old, and he was working from home over COVID, like many stories, right? And he was sitting all the time. He's like, I just, and he gained 30 pounds, and he knew what to do, and we really focused on intermittent fasting, which really worked for him, a 15-hour mm. fast, 16-hour fast. And he just started losing the weight. And we started making time 
for the exercise. I think that was the other thing is like you're sitting at home and you're working. He just wasn't making time for it. And once we put that into perspective, like you said, what are you going to gain? Um, he just started losing the weight. It was those stories are always fun. Right? I know they're, they're encouraging mm-hmm. and then you can use them and others kind of get reinforced by positive successes, successful stories. Mm-hmm. How do you tell your patients to do intermittent fasting? Mm. Um, so I've been doing intermittent fasting probably for about seven to 10 years. And what's, what I've seen is, you know, you really do have to figure out what works for a patient. Mm-hmm. I find that women don't do well on uh, more than 15 hours of fasting, but I always tell them we'll start with 12, move up to 14. Really, it's about figuring out what works for your body. Mm-hmm. Um, men do tend to do great on 16 hour, 18 hour fast. And so I'll just, as long as we're, you know, we're doing the fasting. You're, you're, you're not eating for 16 hours is how the fasting works. So most people will fast overnight. So they might eat dinner by right. five or six. Yeah. And then they will skip breakfast or eat, a, you know, an early lunch. Yeah. What doesn't work is, you know, if you have dinner by eight or nine and then you get up at seven in the morning and have breakfast right away, that's, that's you know, you're sabotaging not yourself. Work, no. But what I have figured out is that black coffee is part of a fast. So. <laughs> it's allowed. It is. Dr. Unet's favorite drink. Indeed it is. And she's drinking that right now. Well, it's not black, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> totally allowed. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I have found in my you know, 75 years of watching my weight is uh, avoiding snacks. Oh, yeah. Only eat at the designated meal times and don't snack in between. Mm-hmm. Discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have dinner at 6 and then you don't eat breakfast until 7, you've done a 13-hour fast. Already, yeah. It's not that hard. But that the trick is to not snack through the evening while you're hanging around the house. Yes. Right. Yeah, yes. That's, uh, that's the time when I close the UMAT cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And the, and the locks should go on. Yeah. yeah. And you know what is a little easier than you think. You go 16 hours without food. But like you said, it's overnight. And then if you're not eating at nighttime, and boy, you feel so much better, though, in the morning. I know I do. And if I do have that dinner, like I did last night with my husband, it's like, oh, what was I thinking? Because normally it's late lunch for me, and oh, I like okay. to do what Dr. Mixon I know exactly does. what you were thinking. Yeah. You're seducing the poor guy with food, aren't you? <laughs> he had a sore throat, you and I that. said, you know what, I'll make this, and yeah, and it was it will be soft, and yeah, and I was like, oh, it's too good, I gotta try it. Yeah. I only ate half, though, just saying. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's something to try. Now, somebody going, I don't know if I could do 16, is it, should you start with a little bit lower, and then just kind of add your hours up? Right, so research shows that even starting at 12 hours, you're going to have some benefit. Mm. Some long-term longevity benefit. And so even that will help people. But I do find that the once, once you get started, it becomes easier and easier. Even I will um, do some intermittent fasting. I don't start eating till like 9 or 10 a.m. And my patients will tell you, I'll have my, my smoothie right there in hand, but I don't, I don't actually start consuming. And I do still keep my calories up. I'm still eating three meals a day, but I, I try to do that intermittent fasting because it does have a lot of longevity benefits. Very good. All right. Oh, Dr. Jimenez, thank you for that. Yeah. All right. And if you have some questions about that, please give us a call. We are live in the studio at 800-465-8770. All right. You ready for another phone call? Why not? Okay. Let's take David calling in from Sammamish. Good morning, David. Hello. Hi there. Can you hear me? Yes. We hear you fine. 
I have a question about the uh, Cleveland Clinic blood test. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? What it tests? What good is it? Oh, the one through our clinic? Yeah, yes. the, cle- the, the cardiac cle- inflammatory yeah. panel. Is yeah, Dr. Jimenez, you want to you want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, I love this test. What's great about this test is it's actually checking proteins that are put being put out by the white blood cells that go after the plaque in your arteries. So if we see these elevations in, in the blood panel, then we know that there's probably plaque there. It'll also tell us how active is that um, and that our, our th- or the atherosclerosis, the plaque in your arteries. Um, so not only does it tell us is there plaque, it tells us how bad is the plaque. And usually it will it'll give us a good idea. You know, is this bad cholesterol really that bad? It gives us how it gives us a quality of your cholesterol. It tells us about you know it, do you have enough good cholesterol? Is the bad cholesterol that you have that's elevated? How bad is it? What does it look like? The quality of that. And so I think this it can really give us an idea of your risk an actual risk of atherosclerosis and a cardiac event yeah so the way i like to describe it it will look at the basic cardiac panel which you will have drawn by any provider which tells you your total cholesterol the ldl cholesterol which is traditionally considered to be the atherogenic cholesterol and the hdl which is considered the good cholesterol the triglycerides but more importantly than that we get an idea of particle sizes. So the or not first of all cholesterol is not all bad. Cholesterol is necessary for every cell. Secondly, not all LDL cholesterol is bad. And the Cleveland Heart Panel tells us the particle sizes of your LDL cholesterol molecules. The smaller ones are more dangerous and more atherogenic. The larger ones are safer. So it tells us how many particles you have. Then it tells us what is the size of those particles. Because if they're nice and big and fluffy, they're not as dangerous as the small, little, little ones that are going to attach to the lining of the vessel and cause a plaque buildup. Mm -hmm. And then we do the same for the HDL, which is considered to be the protective cholesterol. Okay, and then the important part is the first section of that test Mm -hmm. tells you about the inflammatory markers. The more oxidized and damaged the LDL is, the more dangerous it is for you. If there is things called myeloperoxidase enzymes, it tells us that the risk for rupture of that plaque is high. If there's LPPLA2 activities increased, which is another enzyme and a marker, it tells us that that and that plaque will rupture and we need to be aggressive in lowering your cholesterol. And then it talks about the protein molecules Dr. Jimenez was m- mentioning that tells us the risk of the liver being congested. What is the danger to you about this being really, really a bad thing? Or is it just a something that we can manage more conservatively. Do you need aggressive treatment or do you not? Can we just do diet and lifestyle or do we need to be more aggressive? And then there is a genetic marker, LPPLA, I'm sorry, lipoprotein particle A. That is a genetic trait. It runs in families. If that is high, that is an independent risk factor for coronary artery disease. So we do need to know what your level is and then we give you specific things to do to help lower that. 
that. That's a toughie, but you must know that. And then you must have other members of your family check to know that. And then what longevity has done, which is very unique to us, we added a omega check to that Cleveland Heart panel. What does that tell you? It tells us the omega-3 and the omega-6. Remember, omega-3s are anti-inflammatory, and they're good for you. They're heart healthy, whereas the omega-6s are pro-inflammatory. A lot of people in America have a lot of omega-6, but they don't have enough omega-3s. And so if you take omega-3 fish oil, we increase your good omega-3s. We have to balance it because we don't want to increase your triglycerides. So we need to know how much to give you. And this test will tell us objective measures. It will tell us whether you're running high or low and what do we need to do for you. Mm. So that's what the Cleveland Heart Lab tells us. Is that helpful for you, David? Yes, it is. Uh, so I'm having a blood test next week. Do I just mm-hmm. tell them to to include that test? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's one of our favorites. We we run it on essentially everybody that we think is at significant risk for cardiovascular disease. Yeah, and if yeah. you for those that are members and you know that you're a platinum member, this is covered. There's no extra cost to you. So uh, you know, do ask for this test annually because it should be done regularly. If you are a platinum member. We have our standard member and our platinum member. Platinum members pay a little more, but they get extra stuff thrown in. Mm -hmm. Okay. How much does it cost if you're a regular member? $300. $300? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, then. I just have to tell them to have it done, then. Okay. Take care, sir. Thank you for the call. Thank you very much. Uh, You're welcome. Very good. Okay. Uh, We're going to take a break here in about one minute, and we uh, invite you to call. Phone lines are open right now, 800-465-8770, with your calls about your health, your family's health, maybe something you don't quite understand, maybe some symptoms that you're dealing with, and it's like, what does this mean? We need you to call, and you can do that right now and get right through, 800 4 Six five eight seven seventy. Uh, we had an offline question about glucose monitors because we were talking about that just a moment ago. Maybe we can give you some information, Rich, uh, about some different types that you can perhaps ask your doctor when we come back from this break. And again, that number to call to get on live with the doctors today, 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call with your question at 1 800 465 8770. That's 800 465 8770. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wife's, my son's, my friends, and all my neighbors, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine and has been voted Best Doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE or Advanced Cataract Surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. 
So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020. 425-450-2020. I've been a longevity patient at the Tacoma Clinic a little over three months. I've lost a bunch of weight, improved libido. Uh, I quit drinking wine, which was not easy. I really appreciate what you do. Oh, oh, well, I'm falling in love again. Oh, 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 oh. Many's the time I've been too tired. Many's the time I've been stunned. Many a honey took all of my money, but that was when I was much younger. Made up my mind to be careful. Made up my mind to beware. I was alright until Saturday night. I'm in a gown with the goldenest hair. Oh boy, we're back. It's Leading Edge Medicine. We are so happy that you've tuned in today. Woo, my microphone keeps dropping here. Uh, my name is Lynette, here with Dr. Mixon, Dr. Umat, and Dr. Jimenez from our Tacoma Longevity Clinic as well, and taking your phone calls. Uh, we do have a call to get to, but right before that, we had an online, uh, somebody that just said, hey, do you have any recommendations for one of those glucose monitors? Are there some names that you could give so that he could ask his doctor? Yeah, I really like the freestyle. There's a Freestyle Libre is okay. what it's called. Yeah, and any physician can um, can prescribe it if you wanted to get it covered by insurance, but otherwise you can buy them offline as well. Okay, and is that the one you put maybe on your your arm or upper arm, shoulder? Right. They have like some kind of sticker, something that you, would, you put on your arm, and then you download the app on your smartphone, and you can check it after meals or after oh. exercise to just really get a good look at how things are affecting your blood sugar. Very good. So hopefully that is helpful for you. If you can't remember that, just ask your doctor for the glucose monitor and get started with that. All right, we're going to take a call from Everett. We have Brian on the line. Hi there, Brian. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, uh, what can we do mom, for you? She's 82. Oh, I'm sorry. My mom, she's 82. Um, she used to be on Warfarin. Now she's on Eliquis. She has a pacemaker. And I'm wondering if she can take relief factor or not. She's got some pretty good arthritis in her hip. Uh, yes, maybe, kind of. <laughs> Here's the problem. The, the relief factor, uh, the resveratrol in it, uh, can extend the bleeding time slightly. I've never seen a problem with one packet a day. Uh, two a day, I, it gets a little bit iffy, and I'd say never three with somebody with uh, on Eliquist. So, you know, it's, it's okay. a matter, it, it's a matter of, of dosing. Um, the turmeric, you know, which is found in, in basically every curry around. So, you know, if, if you're allowed, if your doctor allows you to eat Indian food, mm-hmm. the turmeric mm-hmm. is not a problem for right. you. Right. Because, right. Because every Indian dish has turmeric in it. Yeah. Um, you know, resveratrol is found in, in grapes and essentially every colored, every pomegranate, every colored sort of fruit out there and vegetable. Um, so for some reason, people get up, get worried about the supplements, but not about the vegetables that contain right. the active ingredients either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I tell people, yeah, if one pack a day helps you, then 
it should be perfectly safe. Two packs a day, it's going to depend on your body mass. You know, if you're a small person, if you're, you know, like Dr. Jimenez, no, don't go to two. If you're, you know, 200 pounds like me, you know, then two is probably going to be just fine. Um, so it, it, it's a body of how much body mass you're diluting the pills in. Yeah. You know, uh, bigger people take bigger doses. Yeah. Is that What can she do about her hip arthritis? She rides a horse a couple of days a week and... I was just thinking about stopping riding because it yeah. hurts too bad. Wow. Yeah. Well, of course, it depends in part on the type of arthritis, but mm-hmm. I would always, before I go giving up an activity she's really enjoyed, mm-hmm. go see Dan Nelson. Uh, Dr. Nelson is a pain specialist who uh, did wonders for my my hip. You know, I have a left hip that I broke that hip glacier skiing 20-some years ago. And the particular fracture is called a subcapital fracture. I broke the ball right off the hip completely. Oh, oh my goodness. Ouch. And that particular fracture, only 25% of the people that get that fracture ever live independently again Mm. because it kills the blood supply. And part of that, on me, part of that ball died. They screwed it back together and it healed, but it Part of the bone died and made a very irregular surface. Mm. And as a result, I developed some arthritic change in that hip due to the old fracture and the, and the damaged blood supply. And he, he gave me two different rounds of, of stem cells that he took out of my iliac crest, uh, took my own stem cells out, purified them, injected them in my hip along with PRP, and then six months later went back and did it a second time. That ran me about $12,000, $6,000 for each treatment. Mm. But those two episodes, now I climb stairs, I run, I jump, I do whatever I want to do. It right. basically healed my arthritic hip. Yeah. Has she been through physical therapy? I think so. She might have even talked to Dan Nelson before. I'm not sure. Maybe it was, maybe it was a, a financial issue. She might not have enough money or something. Oh, how okay. long, Dr. Mixon? How long? How long did that last? How long ago was it? Well, the last treatment was about a year, eighteen months ago, and the hip All is right. fine. The hip is still perfectly fine. So yeah, okay. but you know, I'll make sure. it took two treatments, six months apart. It took a full year for everything to heal as well as it was going to heal. But, you know, now I'm totally pain-free. You know, there is another option of just doing the PRP without the stem cells, which might be cheaper. You mentioned that finances may be an issue. Insurance covers the PRP. Oh, it does? Yes. Okay. PRP injections are covered by insurance. It's the stem cells that aren't. Right. Okay, so I didn't know that, but you should definitely ask around and do PRP, if not the stem cells, for financial reasons. And Mm -hmm. also with the PRP, I know Dr. Nelson's office is doing this too. We offer too some sound wave therapy. Your physical therapist may even be able to do it to cover it under insurance. So there are more things that they're doing now, even in physical therapy, that might help her. Mm-hmm. But I agree with Dr. Mixon. If at all possible, don't let her give up activities. Yeah. It'll only make yes. things worse for her. Sedentary is the new smoking. Yeah. You just we don't want people to sit. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, right. do whatever okay. you can well, to you. keep her keep her active and keep her doing the things that give her joy. Yeah. Especially riding horses. Oh my gosh, she can't oh, replace that. Oh, how wonderful that. is yeah. that? Yes, I admire her to be able to do it. Don't you know? For as long as possible, please keep doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, she loves it. All right. Well, thanks a lot. You're welcome, sir. Bye bye. Very good. Waiting for that next call. Eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy. Calling with your questions. All right. So uh, let's. While we're waiting for the next call, Doctor Jimenez, what uh, what are some of the things that your patients have been asking for? What are some of the top things, especially uh, going into summer? Are there anything particular that they're they're wanting to know, or some of the things at uh, the clinic that you've been focusing on, or something new? that is helping your patients? Um, you know, what I have been using is the desatinib. So we've talked about senescent. I'm sure Dr. Mixon has talked about senescent cell therapy. But, you know, I've been using uh, desatinib to really help with people with pain and inflammation and cardiac issues. Actually, yesterday I have a gentleman. He's 85 years old, and his hobby is to do roller skating. What? He is roller so, skating. That's awesome. He is so good that he has been asked to be part of competitions. So um, he, he doesn't want to give that up. He is vegan, so we're constantly working on diet, making sure he's getting enough protein to maintain muscle mass, but he exercises four to five days a week. Very, very active. Um, but he does have osteopenia, so he oh, has okay. yeah. so he has some um, bone loss. And I talked to him yesterday about considering this as an option because we we do know that this is a, definitely a great option for osteopenia or osteoporosis, and he's a great candidate. And so um, it's a it's an easy therapy. It's three pills for three weeks. Um, it's pretty cost-effective as well. And so I feel like it's one of those things, and I have seen a lot of really good benefits. Um, people's energy, they usually see it almost immediately. Wow. Yeah, and so it's been it's been a therapy that I've been using and seeing a lot of really good benefits with my Okay, patients. senescent cell therapy. That's right. All right. Oh, thank you for that. Okay, taking another call here. We're staying right in Seattle. We have Lisa calling. Hi there, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Um, good morning. I have, a, I have a question about an endoscopy procedure I heard about where they it's somehow laser. They go in and they... Um, go to the duodenum and they introduce like wheat, milk, different mm-hmm. food sensitivities that didn't come up on an IgE test positive. Uh-huh. And then what they do is they um, put these substances in one at a time and then they take them out and then they do a delayed response test later and they find food sensitivity or allergies that they didn't find on the blood work. Mm. You heard about right. that? Seems a little invasive. Yeah, endoscopy. So you're sticking a scope down your throat all the way through the stomach <laughs> into the duodenum. Yeah. And okay, and then you introduce stuff, and then how are you monitoring them? Are they monitoring it with a blood test, or are they leaving that no, scope in the, the sample? They're, they're taking samples um, and then testing them later in the lab for reactions to the different individual substances. I see. All right. No, I have not. I don't know anybody doing that. Um, It's an interesting concept. I'd like to talk to somebody that's doing it. Yeah. Have you tried just regular uh, delayed response IgG food testing? 
you know, I did it when it first came out back in 1993. I had a test done, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't have a lot. I just I think it was eggs that was really high. Mm-hmm. But then I've heard such negative re- you know, feedback from different sources saying they're not accurate. And mm-hmm. yeah. Well, here's the, here's the issue, and it, I guess it all depends, as, as President Clinton taught us many years ago, it all depends on what the meaning of is is. Um, <laughs> and this, you know, depends on how you're defining accuracy, okay? Because here's the situation. Let us say that you, you take a substance and we test your, your IgG. This tells me that your body has reacted to that substance and you've made an antibody to it. Okay, that we, we have absolute proof of in the laboratory. Here's the question. Did you get a clinical response from that? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Your body responded. You made IgG. Did it make you feel bad? Did it impair your health in some way? Because there's a difference in what we can pick up in the laboratory that your body reacted to and how you clinically responded to the disease or to the, to the insult. Okay. And so that's the question of accuracy. It doesn't necessarily tell you what you're reacting to f- clinically. Okay, you, you may get a reaction in the lab, but clinically you feel fine and you're doing fine. Yeah, you're right, Jerry. I always tell my patients I'm treating you, not your numbers. So let's talk about yeah. how are you doing. That's right. <laughs> and so you know, if if by accuracy you say, okay, was the test accurate? Yeah, the test we know can be accurate. But is it clinically relevant to yeah. that particular patient? Right. Therein lies the rub. And sometimes people will react to a dozen things and only clinically be involved by one of them. Right. Mm. And yeah. the only way we can find out is to say, okay, we know you're reacting to these 12 things. Let's take all 12 out, see how you do. Then we add them back one at a time. Until we find the one or two or three out of that 12 that you're actually clinically reacting to. Yeah. Mm. And I would really recommend that you get the blood test done again. And like Dr. Mixon said, is see what shows up and then have someone help you take out those foods and add them back in. Just to, I mean, because it's, it's a simple test and it's much less invasive and it may still be able to get the results that you need. And remember, food sensitivities change over time. That's true. Ah. So it's not going to be that whatever you find will remain the same forever and a day. You could change this. Our immune response is a very dynamic process. And, uh, you know, there are people that had adverse reactions to something when they were yeah. six years old and by 20 it's gone. They outgrow and others, it, yeah took something all their life and suddenly at 30 they're having trouble from right, it. Right. So ah. the entire immune system is always dynamic, always changing. And yeah. You, you kind of have to keep up with it by looking for what's going on now. Yeah, especially if you're talking sure. about sensitivity and not allergy. Oh. And then if you're yeah. talking about doing an endoscopy for a sensitivity, then how many times are you planning on doing it? It's... I think they're specifically doing it for people that have gastrointestinal responses because a lot of allergy yeah. doctors don't consider those as being serious. Well, mm. yeah, and they and they aren't true allergies, as yeah. you said. Yeah. They're sensitivities. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, thank All you right. for your help. Oh, thank you for calling, Lisa. 
And we can take your call, too. This is Leading Edge Medicine this morning, and we are live in the studio. We have three wonderful doctors here that would love to talk with you at 800-465-8770. We will be back. We're going to talk about the COVID vaccine in just a moment and how to get your motivation back. We'll be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Join in the conversation at 1-800-465-8770 and tell your friends to listen. That's 1-800-465-8770. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I also uh, want to say how, how much I appreciate this program. It's just uh, really valuable. I think people who aren't calling are just sitting there stunned by the information or anything else. On a day like today We pass the time away Writing love letters in the sand And welcome back. I know you do not have any objection to this song. None whatsoever. Aww. Love letters. So this guy's not this. pathetic. Everybody should write love letters to the person they love. They just yes. should. And he has done that. I, know that. I still have a copy of a letter that Bandine wrote me before we had ever met in person Aww. from Sweden. Uh, when she was living in Sweden with a girl from Estonia, and uh, she wrote me a wonderful letter, and I not only still have the letter, I scanned it so that I keep it on my computer from time to time. I just go back Aww. and reread it. Super sweet. Okay, after 19 years together. Very romantical. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so oh. I'm, I'm a big fan of love letters. Now, I've never written love letters in the sand. Ah. The closest I've ever come to that was on our honeymoon in Hawaii. We were 
she was teaching me to write the Chinese characters for her name oh, cool. in the sand. Oh. And so, but I didn't cry when the water washed it out. I just <laughs> took a stick and drew it again. Eat more, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Leading Edge Medicine and good morning. Dr. Umat here, Dr. Mixon and Dr. Jimenez from our Tacoma Longevity Clinic here to answer your questions. And it looks like we are going to talk to Tom next about COVID. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I had a question regarding multiple messenger RNA injections. I won't call them vaccines. Okay. I'll call them uh, injections. Um, and what's called the IgG4 shift. I've been reading about this and listening to different doctors talk about it in, in relationship to the deleterious effects it could possibly have. And since the, it seems like the technology... As you mentioned, Dr. Mixon, with this uh, RSV vaccine or injection, which is now uh, mRNA, the, yep. this IgG4 shift and the possibility of the, its effects. Now, I know you've had multiple messenger RNA injections, and I just wanted to, have you noticed, have you ever taken an IgG4 test to see whether or not it has increased? No, I have not. Um, okay, let's let's talk about the way that these vaccines were structured and their their pluses and minuses. Okay, um, and remember, my first degree was in microbiology, so this is in my in my wheelhouse. Um, when you get infected with an organism, you are going to make antibodies to multiple sites on that organism, okay? Because it, it, it's a full organism. And so all of the protein sites your body is going to evaluate and everything that is different from your own genome is going to start res- making an antibody response. When we did the old traditional vaccines in which we took the organism and we basically broke it into pieces or killed it with heat or some chemical and then used it in a vaccine, we were still getting antibody responses to multiple factors of that organism. With the messenger RNA approach, it's very different. What they've done is selected in the lab and said, we are going to take this protein spike. We are going to isolate specific protein complexes on that spike. And we are going to design a messenger RNA to tell your immune system, find these particular amino acid sequences and make antibody to them. That's far more precise, but far less robust Mm. than getting infected by the organism. Because now you're only making antibodies to a particular set of of organisms or a particular set of amino acids, not through the full organism. What will then happen is your, your body gets very good at finding and killing that particular sequence. But when the organism mutates, that sequence may may change. And now you don't get coverage of that organism anymore. That's why we, they've now made a bivalent vaccine that covers two different iterations of the of the virus. But even there, it's not nearly as robust as what your body will do with a full viral infection because now you've got the whole virus in your bloodstream and your body is responding to multiple sites on it okay so what appears to be happening is people are getting very good at at fighting that particular amino acid sequence 
but ignoring the other sequences that, that would be there. We think that's probably why the boosters only give about 10 weeks of protection before you've lost 50% of your, your, your uh, antibody response. Mm. <laughs> but the, the viral infection itself was still giving robust responses 13 months up the road. Wow. So the the viral infections, the quote, so-called natural immunity, mm-hmm. is much more robust, much better, long, much longer lasting, mm-hmm. and much more protective th- than the short run MRA vaccines have been. Mm. Okay. So I haven't worried about which particular shift. I was just kind of grateful when I got my infection because I did. I had the, you know, I, I had the two vaccines and one booster and then I caught the infection. My infection was extremely mild. It consisted of three days of a runny nose. The only way I knew that I had it was that what is I, I went and, and took the, the test. And I took two different tests by two different companies made in two different countries, <laughs> and they were both instantly positive. Uh-oh. So I said, okay, it must be the must virus. Be. On the other hand, I was not shedding much virus because I got the, the infection on a road trip with my wife and daughter, and they were locked up in the car with me for the whole week, and neither of them got sick. Well, oh, there you go. <laughs> so, so while I was positive and got a runny nose from it, I didn't shed much virus. They could have had antibodies as well. They could well have oh. made antibodies, but clinically, neither of them got sick at all, oh, and their tests stayed stayed negative. Um, so, for whatever reason, my body handled the virus very efficiently and only gave me a little bit of a runny nose, and that was my my total illness. There you go. So, have I taken a bivalent vaccine? No. Uh, <laughs> no. You know because. The the illness is only really significantly impacting people whose immune systems are suppressed by cancer treatment mm-hmm. or are morbidly obese. And this is this virus grows preferentially in fat. Mm. And the fatter you are, the higher the risk you have of being really sick or killed from this virus. And of course just being old and fragile. Right. Yes. Always yes. too. Immune status. And, and, yeah. Wow. But if you are lean and you're fit, I'd say, personally, I'm not taking the, any more vaccines unless the virus changes and starts killing lean, healthy people. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. I don't think, <laughs> yeah. Is that helpful for you, Tom? No, that doesn't address the IgG4 shift. The IgG4 shift allows, uh, is a tolerating, uh, it, yes. it doesn't allow. Well, I, I look. I'm not a uh, microbiologist, and I'm not an immunologist. But I just know that that I've heard these different doctors talk about this IgG4 shift and the allowance of what's called these turbo cancers because mm-hmm. it diminishes your immunity because of the fact that it increases the multiple messenger RNA injections increase your levels of IgG4 as opposed to IgG1, two, or three. Mm-hmm. But there, so that, that was my concern. Not not what they not what they do in as far as what the messenger RNA injections do. Other than okay, uh, but, there's a lot but, of other things involved with it that I'm concerned about. But I was just concerned about uh, what Doctor Mixon or whoever. Yeah, uh, the, inc- well, the, the, the IgG4 shift. 
Yes, but the IgG4 shift is purportedly going to increase risk of a variety of cancers. That's being looked at pretty closely right now. And what we are not seeing is a significant rise in cancer among people that have actually had the virus. The shift is there. But the clinical response is a different thing that we're looking for. Mm. You know, are we going to see increased risk of cancers? No, we are seeing a decrease in infertility, and we we are seeing a increased risk of of cognitive decline in the offspring of women who have had the vaccine while pregnant. Wow. Ah. So there, you know, we are seeing some negative effects there, but we are not seeing a robust rise in overall cancer incidence. So while I'm aware of the, the shift and the concern, the studies are not yet bearing out those concerns. Okay. Well, Hopefully that's helpful, Tom. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your call. Yeah. All right. Six and months or a year from now, my answer may be different. It might right. be different. We'll have more information. Have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. All right. We are headed to Woodenville real quick. We have Grant on the line. Hi, Grant. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Doing good. I uh, thought I'd give a call about a rather large change in my, I guess you would call it mental health. I'm 80 years old. Uh, I've outlived both my parents and my sister, none of who made it to 80 years old. I've been rather healthy and robust my entire life. About six or eight months ago, I went from this highly motivated guy who builds custom cars after he retired, couldn't wait to get out there every morning and work on them, to it seemed like almost overnight went, I could care less. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go do that. I think I'll sit here all day and do absolutely positively nothing. Ooh, and not good. And I know my motivation just seems to have been disconnected from my brain. Also, the thorough enjoyment I get doing these projects and mm-hmm. satisfaction about successfully completing them—all gone. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm with VA Medical. They started me out with, uh, let's see if we can build up your serotonin levels. Perhaps that will help. So they Mm. put me on medication. I took it for 90 days. Absolutely zero effect, any positive results at all. Mm. And since then, I've been talking with a mental health counselor. Very nice lady, very nice conversations, but not leading anywhere, not Mm. addressing the issue that I don't understand myself because myself okay. or my best friends, when I tell them what's going on, they're going, wait a minute, that's not you. And I go, I know it's yeah. not me. Aww. And I don't yeah. know why. It's a new version of me I don't like. Okay. Yes, let's we've talk got, about We've that. got to exactly. take a break. Yeah. yeah. We've got to take a break, but we'll be right back and we'll discuss this. So don't go away. Okay. This is important. Grant, you stay right there. We will be back with more Leading Edge Medicine in just a moment. If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258. 
If you have chronic pain and are considering stem cell therapy, consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. I would say Dr. Nelson is a great guy. He's very personable, makes you feel very comfortable, as does the staff. Everything went well. I had the stem cell injections, and within a month, I really had a change in my knee. It was uh, unbelievable to me, honestly. I thought there'd be more pain involved with the procedure, and there was hardly any. Uh, It was amazing, and I've told a lot of people about it. After having it for two years now, it worked tremendously. Glad I did it. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience. Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. Do my friends notice anything different about me since I've been on longevity? You bet they do. They ask me all the time, where do you get that energy and zest for life? And I tell them, longevity. In every other song that I've heard lately, some fellow gets shot. And his baby and his best friend both die with him, as likely as not. In half of the other songs, some cats crying are ready to die. We've lost most all of our happy people, and I'm wondering why. Let's thank And I know why. <laughs> they don't come to longevity. That's because all the happy people are in the studio this morning on Leading Edge Medicine, right? happy people are Longevity Medical Clinic patients. Yes. (laughs) The rest of them are all out there ready to die. That's right. Welcome back. Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Mixon here. Uh, Dr. Umat, Dr. Jimenez, and my name is Lynette. We were talking with Grant. Grant needs his motivation back. What can we do, doctors? Okay, Grant, a couple of things. Um, They were basically diagnosing you as depressed. And we see that with older men and we see that with menopausal women. It seems like half the menopausal women on the planet get put on an antidepressant. It's a pet peeve of mine. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And menopause is not caused by that. Yeah. It's it's not a Prozac deficiency. Yeah. Um, And... What's what's happening is two things that we worry about. Okay, one is there is a shift in the immune system with aging, mm-hmm. where our immune system seems to shift from a pro, or sorry, from an anti-inflammatory process to a pro-inflammatory, mm-hmm. and part of that is is a function of senescent cell buildup. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the senile cells in our system basically start kicking out pro-inflammatory complexes that impact our mood. They increase the amount of pain and stiffness we get. They slow down our ability to heal. And they cause systemic, including brain inflammation, that almost always results in a decreased mood, decreased sense of well-being. The other thing is that the so-called sex hormones are only sex hormones when you are 20 years old and they are still getting your reproductive system ready for for having babies. Once you are a mature adult, those hormones' primary function is in our brain. Mm-hmm. They they provide drive, ambition, self-confidence, stress tolerance, and emotional energy. 
There is a thresh. There's a threshold that is somewhat different from everybody. Somebody stay above that threshold for long periods of time, but eventually, as the hormone levels, those neurotransmitters in our brain decline, they come down and they cross a vaguely defined threshold. And once that happens, drive goes away, ambition, self confidence, stress tolerance, all of these things just start to rapidly fade. Mm-hmm. And where that threshold is for each individual, I can't predict in advance. Uh, for most men, it happens somewhere in their 50s to 60s. For you, apparently it lasted until your 80s, which, you know, congratulations, and that's wonderful. But <laughs> yours has that last drop below that threshold. Mm. And I am about 90% sure that we can get you your drive and ambition and self-confidence back. We we see it all the time. We do. Men come in, and when they get back, their hormones become balanced. They say, I feel like me again. Ah. Yes. Wow. You know, it was one of the things that, I mean, I'm only 75, for two more months. I'll be 76. <laughs> I'll be 76 here shortly. But since at eight, at 49, we moved all of my hormones back to the mid-range of a healthy 25-year-old, and they have been there ever since. And that has given me a great advantage metabolically. It means if I exercise, I make muscle like a younger man. But emotionally and professionally, it means that I have the drive, ambition, mm-hmm. self-confidence, and stress tolerance of a 25-year-old, mm-hmm. even though I'm 75. The, the, the advantage there it gives me is I have the experience of having lived and done business for 75 years, <laughs> and I have the drive and ambition of that 25-year-old. Mm-hmm. And do you think I'm going to let some punk kid who has no experience in the world <laughs> eat my lunch? <laughs> no way in hell. No. They don't have a chance. <laughs> no. Sorry, millennial. I'll chew up that kid and spit him out. Uh, <laughs> reality is... Just because we've lived a long time, we don't have to lose that passion for living. Mm -hmm. When I talk about passion, too many people think that's sexual passion. And that's a fun part of life. But it's the passion, the joy of just getting out and running and feeling my muscles flex and move. I love picking up heavy stuff and pulling and jumping and leaping, cavorting and dancing. Um... And yes, I really enjoy making love, but that's 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 a small part of life's joys. Yeah. And true, true. Th- yeah. That, that's what I want for everybody. I want us all to maintain the passion for living as long as we're alive. You know, I learned this very early on in my career, and I learned from my patients all the time. Um, it was an 83-year-old gentleman, and he was going to be uh, going overseas to, on, a, on uh, teaching English in a foreign country. Uh, he's a, he was a professor, and and when he came to me, I was I wasn't sure what to do for him at 83, and he I think he gauged my hesitation. If I had just started this, and he said, you know, my daughter is an RN, and she knows I'm coming here, and I know. Exactly exactly why I'm here. I want to be able to travel and live my life the way I want to. And that was it. That's all he had to say. And uh, it was such a dramatic change. A well-dressed gentleman always wore a nice suit and tie, a professor at a high university. And he just taught me that age is just a number. And that I looked at the hormones and, you know, his levels were so low. He was absolutely right. But he had learned and thought about this and decided 
and he came in when he was ready and it just made a big difference. He went overseas, he came back, he followed up, stayed a patient for a very long time thereafter. But it really made a huge impact on his life. Mm-hmm. And it does. Uh, yeah. And so your problem is a common one. It actually usually occurs much younger than it has hit you, but it's fixable. Okay. And so you need to come on in and let us fix it. That's all I can tell you. Okay. And I have heard you talk about this, but where would be the best way to make that connection? Well, you call. Oh, yes. We've got a phone number for you, and you can get in and talk with one of our doctors. We have a free health okay. analysis that we offer for you. And uh, let's see, you were calling from Woodenville, so we've got Kirkland, Tacoma, and Linwood Longevity Medical Clinics. You just call us at 866-86-YOUNG, and we can get you on the schedule and help you start feeling better. Okay, that is my motivation. You betcha. There you go. And you will feel better. And we're going to hear from you next year, and you're going to say, wow, I feel amazing. We'll hear from you sooner than that. Oh, yes, we will. (laughs) He will have put together like four cars by the next time we talk to him. (laughs) Hey, Grant, thank you so much for your call. I've got about 12, so that's something. Oh, all right. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for your call, Grant. I think we can slip one more call in here. And this is a quick one from Gary. Gary is calling us and has a quick question here about uh, from Seattle. Hi, Gary. Hi, doctors. Uh, this quick one. I like to chew my uh, gel oil-based supplements, you know, like vitamin E, omega-3. Mm-hmm. I like to chew them rather than swallow them. Uh, okay. what's, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? Doesn't hurt a thing. No. That's okay? Uh, though, yeah, those are in gel caps because most people don't like the feel of the oil. But if you don't mind the oil, go for it. I love it. I love it. So I, I'll just uh, chew them and uh, enjoy it. Enjoy this. That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Take care. Thanks, Doctor. Sure. Aw, thank you for your call, Gary. Yeah, our um, cat loves to loves the oil. Oh, so, I know. bet too. Probably really good for the fur. <laughs> yeah. And we do have. I w- I saved this just in case we had time. Um, we had an off air question uh, when we were talking about the intermittent fasting. Um, our caller Lee said that his doctor said no. That sixteen hours should be broken up more. Hmm. Well, you know, it depends. There, um, Doctor, is it Longo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks that twelve hours is is the ideal, yeah, right? Um, you know, which would be eat dinner at six and breakfast at six, and yeah. you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no snacking and no overnight eating and no yeah, right. midnight ice cream runs. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, that that is an opinion. I wouldn't break sixteen into two eight-hour fasts. That's everybody's doing <laughs> yeah, eight there you hours. Go. That's right? meals. Yeah. yeah, we call those meals. You're right. Um, so, but you do what's what's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if I eat at two in the afternoon, I don't need an evening meal. Mm-hmm. The closest I come to an evening meal is when my, my wife fixes me my evening cappuccino while I'm reading the newspaper in the evenings. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, as long as there's no sugar, it still counts as fasting. I guess. Oh, so. that's so. good to know. Thank you for that, Doctor mm-hmm. Jimenez. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully that is uh, that's good information. You got to do what's best and feels best for you. Then mm-hmm. what 12, works? 14, 16 hours. Yeah. Okay. All right, just a couple minutes left of our show, and let's get back to why we do what we do here at Longevity to make you feel better. We want you leaner, stronger, faster. 
smarter yes. and sexier. I caught Dr. Mixon as he was yawning. <laughs> and we would love to see you here at Longevity Medical Clinics. We have three to uh, to find one close to you. Kirkland, Tacoma, and Linwood. That's where we are located. All you have to do is go on to our website. You can get some information at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. And while you're there, go over to Radio Podcasts, a little tab there, and you can hear our previous shows. We like to put our live shows on there about midweek so that you can hear them in case you miss something. Okay? And that's where you sign up for our free health analysis appointment. You can also call this number like we hope the grant will do. 866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. Busy show today, and we will be back live again next week. On behalf of the doctors, my name is Lynette. You have a great rest of your weekend.